head to your yard and set up that tiki bar, you're listening to Blame It On Buffett. Well, I sail from Lauderdale down to Key Largo Cross the Gulf on a fast loop And I sail the Abacos As a kid I read Contiki And now all the pirate books too There's just so many places on my list to see I'm going crazy just trying to choose Today on Blame It On Buffett, we have another trap rock musician as a guest. His name is Tiki Tom Starkey, um, and he has been a trap rock musician for quite a while now, but I only just discovered him recently, so I was very excited to have him as a guest on this podcast because... If I hadn't heard of him, maybe other people hadn't heard of him. Uh, and his music is really fun and eclectic and really fits the trap rock vibe well. So I wanted to have him on to talk about it and just hopefully maybe share him with a few people listening that haven't heard him before. Um, <clears throat> before we get to the interview, I just wanted to say thank you, Um to Mark Barato from the last episode uh, for um, hooking me up with some awesome art from his uh, shop. You can go check that out. Um, the link is in the show notes for the last episode. Uh, and I just wanted to remind people that there is still a code um, on, you can listen to the episode. It's toward the end of the interview for a code for 20% off that Um shop of his and the art is really awesome so go check that out and I also just wanted to say like that episode was really fun because um I got a message from a listener uh that he because of what Mark and I talked about on that episode he um decided to start his own creative thing that he had been wanting to do um but had been putting off I guess for whatever reasons people put things off so um Thank you to anyone who listens to this and uh, lets me know how it's affecting you. Did you like it? Um, you know, did something we say mean something to you? Because that really matters to me. It means a lot. So definitely let me know if you listened to the episode and liked specific things or, you know, you took any information that you learned from the episode and um, implemented it in your own life in some way. I just... I just, the thing about this episode, or this podcast is that I don't, I'm not in it to have a million listeners or anything, but I am in it to make connections with people and hopefully to have the people that do listen, um, it means something to them and they really enjoy it. So um, thank you so much for those of you who have messaged me or emailed me or contacted me in any way. Um, and I just wanted to give another quick plug to the fact that I'm still trying to collect some Jimmy Buffett song stories. I don't have that many yet, and I'm hoping to get enough to do at least like a segment on episode. So if you have any Jimmy Buffett songs that really connect to a specific event or a specific time in your life, I mean, I know everybody has sort of favorite songs, but I'm really looking for a song that has a story connected to it for you personally. Um, I want to hear about it. And you can message me on social medias. Um, it's at Blaine Buffett Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can just email me directly. It's uh, blame Buffett, blame it on Buffett podcast at gmail.com. So please, if you haven't sent me a story and you have one that you'd like to share, please do that. And I will read them on the podcast, um, hopefully at some point. If I don't get enough, then 
maybe I'll just post a few of them on my social media or something. Um, but I think it'd be fun to do kind of a segment on an episode. So, okay. And so without further ado, let's get into the interview with Tiki Tom. And then I just want to say at the end of the episode, um, there's going to be a song. I'm going to, he sent me some music. So you're going to be able to hear a song instead of my normal outro music. Get to hear a Tiki Tom song. Um, so stick around for that as well. Um, but here's the interview. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Blame It on Buffett. My guest this week is Tiki Tom Starkey, who is a super awesome trap rock musician, and he is here to have a chat today. Tiki Tom, how are you? I'm doing good. I, I, I don't know if I, if I can live up to that intro, though. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, it's my show, and I say that you're awesome, so <laughs> therefore you are awesome. I Who's going to disagree with me? <laughs> I won't argue with you, then. Um, I am excited to have you on because I have listened to your music recently. So as many people who like trap rock know, or like any kind of music that generally falls into maybe the trap rock genre, um, there's a lot of trap rock musicians out there. Um, and I feel like they're sort of, you tend to, at least I did tend to learn like your regional people, right? The people that come to your area the most to play, you kind of learn them first. And then maybe you go to an event that's further away and you learn about other people. Um, but you're like the furthest away from me. You're up in uh, Maine, right? So that's, and I'm in Arizona. So yeah. I feel like I, like the, the further away people are ge- geograph- geographically, that's the word, um, the, it, the longer it takes me to discover them. So what happened was, I think like you messaged me and were like, Hey, or I messaged you or something happened. But basically like right before that, I had heard one of your songs on radio trap rock. And I was like, Oh, I think it was um, one of the ones about Key West. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Like, I really like this song. And then like the next day or something, you messaged me and were like, Hey, just thought you might be interested in my music. And I was like, why? Yes, I am. (laughs) It's karma. It's, it's karma. It totally was. Um, so, so yeah, it was just a fun coincidence, I guess. But then I was excited to have you on because um, I do really like to learn about new musicians. Um, there's, like I said, there's a lot out there. So sometimes it takes a while, but it's fun to always sort of be able to discover new people, I guess. Um, and, and I'd like to have new people that I sort of discover on this podcast to get the word out there about them to other people. So like maybe also other people like my friends in Arizona or people more on the West coast haven't heard of you as much. So this is a fun way for them to learn about you. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, it, it is, uh, I go back uh, quite a, a ways in trop rock music. So, um, and, and I've, and I've done gigs all over the country. Matter of fact, I had a, one of my CD release parties was, uh, in, uh, in Phoenix a few years ago. So um, uh, I know that area very well. And and, and the, the, the funny thing is um, you take 10 years ago, um, there was only a handful of trop rock radio stations. Um, there are much fewer trop rock artists um, and much, and a lot fewer recordings and, and music that you could get from trop rock. And there was some a lot out there, but not compared to the way it is now, it's kind of exploded. Right. Um, so 
And that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing because there's a lot more choice. There's a lot more excitement about trop rock music and, and that genre, uh, which is, you know, it's only good for, for us who, you know, make a living doing that. So uh, it's all good. Right. So I guess like it, it might be easy to think like, oh, if there's more competition, then that's worse. But I think you're right that the more people there are, the more the genre gains ground as like a real genre that people who don't listen to the genre will know about and hear about. Because like when I learned about, so like I'm, my origins of liking trap rock are that I'm a Jimmy Buffett fan and always have been since I was born basically um, because of my parents. But it wasn't until I sort of moved down here and joined the Parrothead Club that I was like learned that there's all these other musicians that kind of have that same vibe or fall into that same category. Um, and so I feel like people learn about it in different ways, but I think the more musicians there are that sort of claim that as their musical style or their genre and it's a very like wide ranging like you can have totally different styles of music um but still kind of fall into trop rock if you fit that like kind of escapism vibe yeah and that's and that's i guess a a challenge for trying to put it into a a particular genre or category um because it is a little bit of everything um even my cds are eclectic and i consider them trop rock but i mean i go from you know good old-fashioned rock and roll one four five as we'd say in the music business rock and roll uh to you know a little jazz give me a keel is, is a very jazz kind of tune um and then i have my novel tunes uh that you know are just kind of silly fun songs and uh, and then you throw in you know some country rock in there and, and so it's it really is very eclectic but it, it's it talks about and and shares feelings about a particular lifestyle, uh, which can be anything from quit your job and move to Key West to, uh, you know, build a tiki hut in your backyard. But make sure you have some sand, some water and an adult beverage. Yeah, I think the subject matter is definitely one of the things that tends to um, bring the different varieties of trop rock uh, together. It's kind of like, okay, what are your, it's not so much like what's the musical style, but like, what are the songs about? Um, And if they're about basically all those things you just said, then that kind of qualifies you to be in trop rock. Um, And I actually am really glad you brought that up, what you just said, because one of the things that I really wanted to ask you about was um, your music really is very eclectic and and in addition to the things you mentioned there's also like irish drinking song style there's like um piratey sea shanty style there's like hawaiian ukulele tiki style um you know and and i that i really enjoy that about it because there's just something for everyone there i feel like uh or everyone that like would be interested in trop rock but the different sort of kinds of things that fall into trap rock, you have a little bit of all of it. How do you sort of decide what style is it kind of based on like what the lyrics are, then you decide on like the musical style or how do you go about that process? Well, that's, you know, that's a great question, but I, I don't know if I actually have a, an honest answer. Uh, because <laughs> you just when, write it. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned, you know, like an Irish drinking song. If you listen to my song, just an old pirate, that's an Irish drinking song. I I started that you know, just to, as an example. Um, just an old pirate was about my experience traveling a lot. I always ended up uh, once I got in at night, I'd end up in some lobby bar, 
you know, having a drink late at night, just kind of chilling out from the day's travel. And every once in a while, I see somebody over in the corner, you know, all by themselves. They're probably a local. They come in there, you know, every night. And I often thought, you know, they must have a story to tell because sometimes they just look so sad and so alone. And one day I actually went over, um, I did it more than once, but I I went over and just, you know, I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm a hugger. You got to be careful with whoever meet. I mean, I just like people. And I, I mean, and I I'm start- a hugger too under regular circumstances. So that's totally fine. It's just like right now, it's like kind of, you're not supposed to hug people as much. <laughs> I know I'm having a hard time. I tell you what. So I went and talked to this gentleman. He was an older gentleman, very, very much like I, the song that I wrote. And he was sort of the inspiration. I got talking to him and this is probably a little bit before your time. And it was before my time too, but he was, he was a fair amount older than I was. Come to find out, he was the driver for John Wayne, the oh, you know wow. the cowboy movie star. He was a taxi driver, and whenever John Wayne came into town, um, he would call this particular guy to come, you know, and and be his driver for him while he was in town. He and they developed a friendship. So that created this song in my head. That's well, what if somebody walked into a bar? Uh, and saw this old man at the end and went up and talked to him. And then this old man, who is Irish in, in the song, uh, just kind of opened up and told his whole story. And it ended up being the last story that he was, this was his last night on earth. And he knew he was going to meet his maker. And he wanted to share his regrets and his his life's, you know, challenges with this stranger that he just met who bought him a drink. So, um that's that's one idea for for one of the songs. When you say piratey songs, I have another one uh, that is very much uh, you know when you listen to it, you swear you're you're watching a, a an episode of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, I I thought that exact thing when I listened to that song. I was like, wait, am I did my Spotify switch over? Like, am I listening to the <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack now? Okay, no, it's just the song. Great. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's and that was. That was actually produced uh, by Kevin Johnston um, with some help from some amazing musicians down in Nashville. Um, it, it's called um, uh, Port Royal. And um, and it is. It, it talks about something that happened back in the 17, 1800s. So uh, getting back to the, your original question, um, I'm kind of all over the place, but it all has to, all has to do with what you mentioned, uh, a lifestyle, uh, pirates and drinking and the ocean. Um, and um, sort of living life on the edge, but really experiencing what life is, the good and the bad. So, yeah. Yeah, and as part of that lifestyle, um, you know, your name is Tiki Tom, and you do have Tiki sort of, some of your songs are kind of that sort of like Tiki style and about Tiki things. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, like, how did you, do you have a tiki bar? Like, how did you become Tiki Tom? Because that's, like, tiki stuff is definitely, obviously fits very well into the trap rock lifestyle. But it's surprisingly not something that you, that, like, everyone who likes trap rock or everyone who likes Jimmy Buffett. Um, I mean, I guess, like, the tiki bar, like, generic tiki bar is sort of, like, the classic, like, backyard bar, right? For that, for that right. kind of thing. But, like, the real, like, tiki because there, there's like real tiki fanatics out there absolutely and tiki, like, tiki culture is huge um but like not everyone is like as super into that so like how did you come about the tiki tom thing well you're right there are some real blue bloods when it comes to 
you know, when you start talking about tiki and, and rightly so, I mean, there's a Hawaiian uh, sort of um, island uh, Pacific feel and culture there. So, um, and I've been to Hawaii. I've, as a matter of fact, I had the fortunate uh, uh, opportunity to play on the beach at Waikiki uh, once, uh, as a gig. And so that was one of my, one of my favorites. I wish I could do that every week, Um, (laughs) but I, I also fell in love with that culture. So I guess superficially, um, I've always, I've always loved that culture, but you know, I, I say that a little tongue in cheek because, you know, the true tiki's, like you said, um, there's a lot of history and, and theme to that. But um, yes, to answer your other question, I do have uh, what I call the tiki hut in my backyard. Um, it is a, a tiki bar. Um, I have real beach sand, uh, though I don't live on the ocean. I, I, if, if you go up into my second story and out on the balcony and tilt your head just right, you can see the ocean. I'm that close. <laughs> Um, but I do have ocean real, view. it is ocean view, at least in the fall when the leaves uh, go off the trees. And, but I have real beach sand that I got from a, a real beach where well, I can't tell you which one because, you know, never know who's listening. Right. Uh, is it like a local, like a main beach? It, though, is, or is, it, it? it is. It is from a, a main beach and I, and I didn't go down and dig it up. So no emails, please. No, this was, uh, <laughs> this was after a big storm. They were, uh, they had uh, a lot of the sand had come up onto uh, publics and into into private yards, and I happened to know somebody who uh, had to clean their driveway off, and they had a lot of it. And this was gorgeous sand. This is like powder sand, and so um, he was nice enough to bring a, a, a big truckload over, and and that's what I've got in there uh, surrounding my tiki hut. And of course, I've um, it's all dressed up, and my wife is is the the queen of, of green thumbs. And so if you walk in my backyard, quite honestly, you, you swear you've walked either into uh, some lagoon in Hawaii or you're in Key West somewhere because the, the foliage and, and the lighting and the tiki torches, it's, it's gorgeous. I've also built a stage so that uh, during the summer, and of course the virus has really messed all that up, but I usually try to bring uh, once or twice during the summer, We'll have uh, a concert right in my backyard, which, of course, you know, as a uh, trop rock artist, depend on those uh, backyards. And I have one. I've had a number of uh, uh, national trop rock artists come up and 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 play with me in the back uh, in my backyard uh, for events. So yeah, and it did it did inspire my song, you know, my little tiki bar. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that sounds amazing. And it, I would, my, you already answered it, but my question was going to be like, do you do house concerts there? Because that's totally, I mean, not that you have to have a fancy setup to do house concerts. Like you can just have a regular yard, but I feel like some of the venues that have become sort of iconic house concert venues mm-hmm. are like, you know, they have a name, they have like the yard is all decorated in a specific way. They've built a stage, like you said. Um, so that's really cool that like, in addition to you, being a musician, you also bring in other musicians to play, kind of just um, encourage the sort of like, I, I do feel like there's like a lot of camaraderie in the the trop rock genre. Like people are, the musicians all sort of seem to be friends, like not competing really. Do you find that that's the case? Oh, Leah, I tell you, this is the, the best group of people. And again, I, I tell you, I go back 10 or 12 years. Um, so I've got to know a, a a lot of the ones that would be considered 
you know, very well known in trap rock. I consider most of them uh, that I know, not just friends, but good friends. Um, and we've done a lot of things together. And and I'm always just blown away uh, when I get to, to be with them because they are just really nice people. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'll be the first one to admit I am not a great musician by any stretch um, compared to, you know, I, I listened to Sonny Jim the other day. He was doing a, a, one of his live Facebook things. Um, and I'll I tell you what, I, I'm just I'm just blown away um, just by the talent that, that these guys have. And, and the Donnie Brewers and, and those kind of guys, Jimmy Pappas and John Patty. I played with them all and and. <laughs> And, and most of the time I stop playing and just watch um, because they're just, they're just so good. And there's so many of them out there and they're all just down to earth, really nice people. I, I consider many of them very good friends and they've been sweethearts. I love that. Um, I, I, I mean, I've listened to your music and I don't think you're a bad musician, but um, it is true that they, there is a lot of talent in the trap rock world. I also feel like though because it's really about the the feeling, right? Like the lifestyle, the vibe. I, I feel like there's more room there to not be like, like you can still be a huge, I mean, I guess it's relative, but like a big st- star, if you're going to call it that, in the trap rock genre and not be like a like world-class level musician like I feel like all like a lot of other genres it's like you have to be the best to break into it but like one of the things I love about trap rock is that like you don't have to be like an insanely you can just be like a regularly talented musician and people still embrace you and love you because it's about you know it's about like the stories behind the songs and stuff. It's not like, Oh, well, how good of a guitar player are you? Or how good of a singer are you? Um, well, and you know, and you know who made that possible? Jimmy Buffett. Right. Um, exactly. exactly. Now I've, I've never, I've never met Jimmy Buffett. I, I know a number of his musicians. Well, that, that travel with him. I've played with a few of them. I've had the honor of doing that. Um, but I know for a fact that Jimmy has, has said, and will admit that he's not a really good guitar player. Um, compared to, you know, others out there. Um, but at the same time, and, and he doesn't have, you know, he, he's not, you know, Elvis Presley when it comes to voice. Um, so, but what he has are amazing songs and he sings them from the heart. And that's, you know, that's kind of, though, you know, Jimmy's in his, is, you know, he's got his own, he's in his own world. I don't know if I'd rap a, you know, trap rock, genre around him but certainly i mean everybody has to admit that's in this that that jimmy buffett at some point in their in their life and in their music um has inspired you know a song or two if not more right i mean he is the inspire he he is even though like maybe where we could retroactively call Jimmy Buffett's music trap rock because he inspired it. Like he really was the thing that started that as a genre. Like I'm not saying like there wasn't ever anyone else like off in some, you know, bar or some backyard or something playing that, but like as a like well-known famous who be- musician who became famous, like he really did that. He really just did his own thing and what that thing was was like different than anything else and it became like 
like you said, it became its own thing. And that was the thing that inspired trap rock. Um, so definitely like he was the one that started that. And, and like you said, it makes total sense because he, he isn't, you know, the best, like he's not going to shred on the guitar, but like what he does is write amazing songs with amazing lyrics that tell amazing stories. Um, and that is kind of like we talked about, become the thing that like ties trap rock together a little bit, even though musical styles are different, you know, the musicians are like from totally different backgrounds, that kind of thing. So, um, so he definitely, I agree with everything you said, like he's the inspiration for that. Um, did you, were you a Jimmy Buffett? Cause I think there are some trap rock artists that sort of, not that they'd never heard of Jimmy Buffett, but you know, they weren't huge Jimmy Buffett fans, but they just sort of, started doing their own thing and then discovered that they, because of what they did, they had been accept. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, maybe even before trap rock really was like a bigger thing, but like, did, were you a big Jimmy Buffett fan or did you? No, I, you know, I, I can't um, say I was, a, no, I can't say I was a, a big Jimmy. I mean, I'm certainly knew his music. I had, you know, a couple of his, uh, uh, his projects, but um, no, I wasn't like a parrot head. Uh, person. Um, what I was, was a person who would travel down to Florida every, every chance I got to so lay out in the sun. <laughs> right. Um, to lay out in the sun and just, uh, you know, get out of the snow. And, um, and, and, and if you ask me, you know, how did I get into uh, trop rock music? I, I can't think of one specific thing that happened that said, oh, this is what I'm going to do now. Um, I really can't. I mean, I've been playing music forever is, you know, since I was little. Um, and I've gone through a lot of different genres, uh, all of which I, I love, but, um, 10, 10 or 12 years or so ago, um, I, I just started writing some music about how much I hated snow. And, uh, and the next thing I know, somehow I got, and I, I wish I could remember, but I, I got, uh, to listen to beachfront radio back with DJ Jeff Allen and, Anybody that's in trop rock music that's that's been there for any amount of time uh, will remember DJ Jeff. We lost him unfortunately a few years ago, um, but he was he was the king of trop rock radio without question. And um, I was very fortunate that he heard my song uh, "Bikinis and Martinis" and uh, really liked it. And we became good friends. And uh, as I tell many people, uh, there would be no Tiki Tom without DJ Jeff. Because uh, he promoted my music, and then I got involved with Beachfront, and and did some promotional things with them, and it was, um, you know, it, it made it made me who I my I am now because I got to meet a lot of these trop rock artists, and and realized how much we had in common and and what we liked to do, and uh, and it just grew from there. Right. It was like, oh, I writing these songs because I have these feelings, but, oh, look, there's a bunch of other people that have the same feelings. I'm not alone in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think living somewhere, I get to say from personal experience, like I live in Arizona now, but I'm from Oregon, central Oregon. So we would get snow and uh, it's funny because people, I feel like there's two types of musicians and two types of people who are listeners and it's the type that already live in a sunny place and so like that's what they know so they're like well I'm clearly you know like your sunny gyms um 
like those kind of people who like live in Florida. So like, of course, they're just going to write nobody because nobody who already lives in Florida writes about like wanting to go to like skiing or something. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's funny about how that I've works, never heard huh? a song about that. Um, yeah, and that's then a great idea, your- though. I think I might write one of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. First one yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and then you have your people who live, who do live in wintry places who then end up writing songs about wanting to go to the beach because it you know they're sitting in six months of snow and being like why 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 am i doing this <laughs> um exactly so it's like you kind of have those two two types of people but they all end up writing songs about the same thing which is the beach <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, uh, good yeah get away i mean my my song someday some way somehow is about someone who's stuck in a cubicle you know, right. at work, and they just they just want to get to that little island. Um, just chillaxin is is a similar song. Somebody's stuck at work, and they just they don't want to be there. Um, so, and, yeah. and it's uh, Fred Quisgard, who is my percussionist uh, with the Beach Band, and he's played with a, a lot of the trop rock guys as well. He's very well known. Uh, penned uh, a song called Key West Attitude, um, and he brought it to me, and um, it was. Um, it was a it was a great tune, and it, and he wrote it about being stuck in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, uh, in the winter at his house, and how he wanted to be in Key West, and uh, and that song did really well. That actually was chosen as one of the top ten songs about the Keys uh, from uh, I think it was the Trop Rock uh, magazine. Uh, oh wow! Probably. Yeah, so I believe it was. I hope somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I believe that's that was the <laughs> nobody uh, the fact check thing. that. Just take him at his word, like. <laughs> Yeah, whatever I say, is, yeah, I would never lie. I would never lie. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that might have actually been the one that I heard on uh, when I was listening to the radio. And I was like, oh, this is this. I could get on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned Beachfront Radio and you I want to make sure that we talk about this because you also have a radio show that you do. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, let me say I'm. I'm I am honored and thrilled uh, that we have so many different trop rock radio stations now. Um, and the folks are doing great. I mean, it's, it's become so professional. And, I, and again, I, I hand that off to uh, DJ Jeff for really setting the bar very hard, high when it came to, um, you know, being professional. And because there's a lot of stuff out there's a lot of, there's a lot of music and there's a lot of radio stations now. Um, yeah. And some of them are very good and some of them really aren't. And um, fortunately, majority of them in trop rock music are, are run by folks that, number one, know the technology and number two, have the heart uh, for the music. So so that's really good. Um, but uh, Andy, who, who is now uh, wor- working uh, as a head guy at Beachfront Radio, came to me with an idea. We were, we were actually down in Key West and he came to me. Uh, after one of the gigs and we were talking, he says, well, um, he said, I'd really like to do a show. He knew that a little bit about my history um, is um, I started a radio station, an actual brick and mortar radio station, WMSJ FM. I, I built it from scratch about 25 years ago. It's a class A FM oh, and wow. it does contemporary Christian music, uh, which was one of the genres that I, I, I love. And, um, and he knew that. He says, well, you know, he said, I'd love to have a, a, a program that I don't want it to be churchy. I don't want it to be overly religious. But, you know, we all have this kind of 
inward part of us that are that is inspirational we have you know we have feelings we want to be able to share we go through these these tough times in life and a lot of the songs are about that and he says i'd like to you know would you be interested in doing like a half hour program using trop rock artists uh and their songs because all the trop rock artists have songs from the heart we've already talked about that so what i try to do is i i pull five or six of those together for a program and then I have a gentleman named Bry Harris. Uh, if you're in trop rock music, you know Bry. Uh, he's an amazing guy. Um, he's he does trop rock music. He's ukulele player. His wife uh, plays the steel drums. Uh, the Parrothead band, I think it's called. The, yeah, oh, and and um, but in any case, he's also a minister, um, and he's done some of the events uh, for uh, for the trop rock uh, folks. So. Uh, he was nice enough to put together uh, a little one to two minute message about uh, different topics. You know, certainly the last couple of times we've been talking about the virus and being locked inside and, you know, yada, yada. Um, so I add that to it. So it's it's really kind of a really nicely well-rounded half hour that just kind of gets you going uh, and lets you kind of realize that, you know, that life goes on where we'll get through everything and, and we pick songs that, that help you feel that way. And they're primarily are from drop rock artists that, you know, that have written these songs and they all have, they all have the songs about life and love and, and, uh, songs that are inspiring. So, uh, that's the show. It's called inspiration Isle, and it airs on beachfrontradio.com every Sunday. Um, and these are Eastern times, uh, 11 Eastern, in the morning and 10 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. It's repeated. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you would. Let me know. Uh, if you know of a song, too, if you don't mind me saying, if you know of a song just uh, uh, that might be be good in that format, let me know. I'm looking for Trop Rock artists primarily. And uh, you can just send it to info at tiki-tom.com, Tom with an H, and uh, I'll, I'll give it a listen. Great. Yeah, maybe somebody out there will have some suggestions. Because um, that's the thing I think about trap rock is there's like we talked about there's a lot of musicians and everybody kind of has you know their main ones that they know and listen to but because everybody's are different their regions are different um you know there's people out there they're like oh yeah like this person is a big trap rock musician like plays all the time and we love him or her and but then like somebody across the country is like well i've never heard of that person <laughs> so um right. so hopefully like yeah if anybody listening has any good suggestions um definitely yeah, let me know I'm, I'm always open to listen to new things for sure for sure for sure and that's i think that's really even especially in our current times um the the theme of the show definitely seems like something that people need right now um and could use um i think we obviously everybody knows we're in some situations currently that people could use a little more inspiration than maybe they would normally need in life so um, well, Leah, you know it's tightly. yeah i mean we even without the virus we all have our you know we all have our moments and our challenges and um you know and when i do uh music's a big part of getting me out of my my mood you know, and, and making me, re- make me feel better, making me realize that, you know, I'm not alone and that the sun will come out tomorrow and, and, uh, you're not alone. And that's, you know, we all need that. That's what, that's why music is so important to me. It's the most important thing right now, aside from family and, and God, it's, it's my music. 
And, uh, and so I, I think, you know, even in my yearbook, in my yearbook, I, my, my quote in my yearbook, and, and this was back when they used to, you know, before paper, they, I think the yearbook is actually written in stone, but, um, I said, music is the universal language. That was my quote. And it, and it really is. It doesn't matter where you're from or, or what your life experience is. Music will make you feel something. And, and good music with, with positive, a positive message will make you feel good and positive. And um, yeah. so it's very important. Yeah. And I think that's why, I mean, that's true of like everybody has their music that makes them feel that way, that does that for them. But I think the reason that trap rock is growing the way that it is, is because it offers something that not as not all genres do, which is, you know, like the camaraderie and like, we all love this thing together, but also the thing that we love is like, if is, you know, if, if a lot of the songs are about escapism and you're listening, like say you are stuck in a cubicle nine to five and um, you know, you, you might not quit your job and move to Mexico or whatever, but listening to songs about quitting your job and moving to Mexico make you feel better about continuing to do your job. Like, Oh, if I wanted to, I could quit my job and move to Mexico. Like people have done that. Um, And so I think, I think that's like the beauty of escapism music is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do all the things that the music says or, you know, totally uproot your life, but just listening to a story of someone else having done it, whether it's a true story or not, um, it, it makes you feel better. You know, it makes you feel like, Oh, that is an option. And then, and then that makes maybe the bat, the more, the worst moments in your life more bearable, right. Knowing that, those things are out there and the, that's like a lifestyle that could be lived if you felt like you wanted to take that. Well, and, you, and you know, too, that that's, that's what's so cool about parrot heads and the Trump rockers is that it is your escape. I mean, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, 24 seven. Um, you don't, you know, you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean you, you live in, you move to Key West, but what it does mean is that, you know, every once in a while you go to, you know, a festival or you go hear one of your trap rock guys, a girls at a tiki bar somewhere, even if it's just for a couple hours, um, it kind of renews the fun part of your life. And, and that's, what's really cool about it. I mean, majority of trap rock artists are not full-time musicians. Um, they can't be, it doesn't pay well enough. Um, uh, but, um, and so, you know, they understand that, you know, even when they go to play for a couple hours, it's their escape and they're helping other people escape, you know, that when I play, I, I did two gigs yesterday. They were both on the beach. Um, and, you know, the folks that were there were they were visitors from, you know, out of state that were up there to hang out at the beach. Um, and so, you know, it's their escape. It's their vacation. And um, and so the songs kind of just in, reinforce the fact that, hey, it's it's OK to have fun. It's OK to enjoy yourself, you know, even if it's even if you have to go back to work on Monday, um, you know, there'll always be another Saturday or Sunday. And I, I think that that's um, so Jimmy Buffett especially has I mean, there are younger fans out there for sure, but like has more older fans Um and I think trop rock as a genre tends to lean that direction too. 
Um, although we are getting now starting to get like some younger musicians sort of joining the genre, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think the thing is like, it's really a genre and the things that like everything we just talked about is relatable for everybody. So I think like the thing is, it's not like, Oh, younger people won't like the music or they won't, won't like Jimmy Buffett. It's just that like, they haven't really listened to it or they haven't, they haven't said in a, they haven't said in a cubicle long enough. Um, (laughs) You know, but you make a good point. Um, This song, a lot of the song, now long, you know, some of the songs are just frivolous and, you know, it is what it is. But a good many of the songs that are written, I mean, tell a story and you, and it's hard to tell a story until you experience some of life. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I wrote, I write a song called Limbo Sucks. Okay. It's... (laughs) It's a classic, let me say. Uh, <laughs> but it, it talks it, it talks about somebody who's like my age that goes to hang out on the beach at a beach party with with somebody your age, um, and he regrets it. Um, <laughs> but to your point, you know, number one, we are getting some some younger folks uh, musicians in here. And that's awesome. You have to, if not, it dies off with every, as we, you know, as we get older. And I don't think it's going to, because there'll always be that, there'll always be that beach. There'll always be that sunshine and there'll always be that want to go there. Um, so it's great. I think it's awesome that we've got some, some young blood coming into this, but at the same time, um, I think they will just like I did, they will grow with their experience. Their songs will change as they, they understand life more and they, and they get, um, you know, they get to experience, uh, you know, the importance of being able to get up in the morning and take a breath. And, uh, and that comes with experience and age, not to get, I mean, I'm getting too, you know, I'm getting a little too morbid here, but. Uh, no, no, not at all. I had I, never actually honestly thought of it from that because I, personally like I all I can know is my own personal experience and my own personal experience was like when I was 10 I was like yeah I want to quit my job and move to the beach like I didn't have an actual job but but like growing up listening to Jimmy I was Buffett, gonna say what um, that sounds like child uh you know endangerment or something no, no, no. it's more I guess maybe I just always was like an old soul but like I just like that really like Jimmy Buffett's music really hit home with me in those ways even though like I hadn't necessarily experienced all of those things. It was almost like I knew that someday I was going to get a job and work all the time and want to move to the beach. Like, it was just like, Oh, well, that's just what you do. Right. So like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like pre wanting to move to the beach before I'm even there. But I do think that that's a good point, which is not everybody maybe can relate to some of those things if they, until they, get a little more life experience. Um, I think, I think Jimmy Buffett, like, because he has like such a wide range of music, um, you know, maybe is his own thing. Now that's a different thing, but like the general idea of escapism music, like, yeah, if you're, you know, 20 and in college in Florida or something, like maybe you don't really need that in your life because you're like, well, that's just like what my life is already. (laughs) Um, but, but especially to, I hadn't really thought of it from the perspective of like writing the songs. Um, Not to say that younger trap rock musician songs aren't great. Like I love, I have, there's a lot of them coming in that I really enjoy, but, but you're right in that, like the stories you, a lot, it seems that a lot of 
trap rock songs are really based on life experiences, whether those are embellished for a song or not. But like the base thing is like the story you told earlier of like talking to this guy and like you don't, if you're not, if you haven't lived life as long, you don't have as many life experiences to pull from. And Um, I think, but you know, that's true for any, any real songwriter. Um, I mean, some are gifted at a very young age to write amazing songs and, um, and not just obviously in trap rock. I mean, just, you know, look at, look at some of the folks that have made it over the years uh, and that are out there now. There's some amazing uh, musicians and songwriters uh, at a very young age. But for me personally, I have to, um, you know, you can write, you can write songs and, and you, I mean, how many trap rock songs use, you know, say palm trees and, and sunshine and, you know, pina coladas and, um, (laughs) you know, and, um, but I, and, and it's hard to hard not to write, put those in your song when you're writing trap rock music and you're writing about, you know, the sun and the fun and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the, the real challenge from songwriting is, is can you tell that story without necessarily being uh, so generic as to, to use, you know, toes in the sand uh, as, as a lyric. And, uh, and I find that that's just kind of tricky sometimes. Um, but that's when I really relate to, well, okay, Tom, let's put breaks on here. And what are we really trying to say uh, in this song? And many times what I'll do is I'll, I'll write a little story, uh, not a novel, uh, maybe just a paragraph or two about what this song is, you know, what am I trying to say? Who am I trying to say it to? I've written a couple songs, uh, you know, regarding my relationship uh, with my wife. And, um, you know, that there's that way, uh, you know, it, it tends to be a little bit more personal. But at the same time, as a songwriter, i got to make sure I'm not just singing this to my wife. This, you know, I want everybody or as many people as possible to relate to this song. Um, and they can relate you know, the same feelings. Um, so, and then, you know, you, if I do it with a ukulele, it sounds like a drop rock song. <laughs> <laughs> ukulele is great. I do love me some ukulele. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think, I think the, the thing about that is the, maybe like you develop that more as you go through life, right. You live your life longer. Um, but like you have to start somewhere. So if your first song is like sun and fun, then like at least you wrote a song and (laughs) then maybe like the longer you're in the trap rock genre, the more like that will develop, the more you kind of like have. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, and I think anybody that's in this business and I've been a radio programmer, um, for a law for a living for a while too. And, you know, some people, some people are good at what they do and some people shouldn't be doing it. And, um, fortunately the ones now that are for the most part that are making it on the radio are songs that are, are worthy to be there. And, and it's not to say that, you know, if you have a song in your heart, you have a something you want to write down, do it. But, um, I think trop rock now, fortunately has got to the level where it's much more professional than it was a decade ago. Um, certainly the, the production has, has much, much better um, than it was when I first started. Um, and so, it, you know, it, it, you really have to put some effort and time and thought uh, if you're going to, and that's across any genre, but trap rock has, has really 
stepped up to to uh, you know have the same production qualities as the big boys, and that's I think that's important too. Where we we should we should well, and you come from like a production tech background, right? Because I feel like I I don't know a lot about production or music. Like I'm like oh I like this or I don't like this, but um, like my husband is more musical and he he'll listen to something and be like wow the production on this is really bad and i'll be like i don't know like it sounds like music to me <laughs> so i'm sure like like you come from more of that as a background so like you do you approach does that affect how you approach listening to music and creating your own music well creating my own now i i, I you know i don't want to sound like i'm some audiophile i mean i do my degrees in television and film production from full sale which is a is a very well known recording engineering and they've they're big into all kinds of uh things now but um so yeah i mean i kind of grew up in that atmosphere um you know starting a radio station from scratch i mean that's all of that but with that said i'll bring myself down a few pegs and tell you that my very first cd which is bikinis and martinis i basically produced with a keyboard um, and then I had a guy named Jim Duso, who's a local engineer and amazing musician, uh, sweeten it up for me, mix it up. He added some guitar parts and, and, you know, some other things. Um, but that was my first CD. I mean, I, I basically did it in my house. Uh, when I got to my second CD, then I, you know, I was, uh, I was blessed to find Kevin Johnston who has produced, uh, quite a few trop rock artists projects and, and, if I compare the production quality from the one I did with a couple that, that uh, Kevin produced, I mean, it's night and day. However, you make a good point that a lot of folks don't listen to songs like I listen to songs and that's good. <laughs> or my <laughs> CD wouldn't have gone anywhere. Um, um, and, but it's like anything. I, I mean, uh, yes, I listen for that. Uh, because I'm a musician and I'm, you know, I've spent a lot of time in a recording studio. So when I hear something that's bad, it really sticks out to me. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad song. It doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to love it. Um, so you have to kind of be careful. I, I mean, I do the same thing when I put songs together for my radio show. Um, you know, there are, I have people sending me things that, and some of them I just, I cringe and I go, I, I can't put that on the air. I mean, they sing it from the heart, but it's not really very good. Not any of the Trump rockers we know. I mean, these are folks that are, you know, send me things from all over. Um, and, and, but I come in from a very humble, you know, belief that this person went through the trouble of putting this together and they really love it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not an astronaut for a reason. Um, because I'm not good at it. And, uh, how do you so, know you're not good at it? Um, cause, Have cause you ever loud, tried noise, loud noises scare me. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so, be- anyways, it, it's, it, it, it is a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful genre and uh, there's a lot more people getting into it. And, but that means that, you know, there, there are some challenges there. You know, because now all of a sudden, uh, like when I was there, I, when I started, we had one, one like full time internet radio station, and then two or three uh, trop rock shows. You know, that were like half hour on like real radio stations that were rebroadcast on, on the internet, um, and now you've got 
all kinds of them. And we've got all kinds of new uh, music and artists and genre, which is good on one sense, but it's kind of hard for the listener, like you were mentioning, you know, what there's so many out there. How do you find the, the ones that you like? Um, and um, so, and then you, you have, you have the guys and girls that are very, very well known in drop rock. And then you have the, those of us kind of the next tier down, which I consider myself um, are the ones that are a kind of known, but, uh, you know, we're not necessarily playing all the big festivals all the time. Um, and then you have the folks that I love listening to the most, which are the, the local guys and girls that, you know, may play out once or twice a month um, that have some amazing tunes that are great musicians. But because of just where they are in life, they're not, you know, they're just not willing or capable or, or want to go full time into, in, into music. Um, as a matter of fact, a lot of the musicians that I know locally that are amazing, um, you know, they've got full-time jobs and family and, and music is kind of a, a hobby for them. And, but they're amazing musicians and song. David Good is one. I'll give him a plug. He wrote uh, my 35 or he wrote 35 below, which was one of my, my really popular songs. Um, and I like his, I like his production better than mine. Um, I would never say that out loud to anybody, you know, I, I wouldn't say don't that worry, on a podcast or anything, but don't worry, nobody's listening. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop that. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's, you really have to, you have to take it from the heart where the people come from, what they're writing. And um, it's an exciting time to be part of Trop Rock. And, uh, and we appreciate people like you that are, you know, are, are bringing some young blood and some thoughts and, and, some some new ideas to it so much appreciated yeah i'm trying the thing i i will admit that i am guilty of being the person that just listens to like the same four bands you know like i like like i listen to jimmy buffett i listen to like the same like three bands that i listened to in high school like i'm not i'm I'm not generally like a person that like one of those people, right. That's super into music goes out is like hearing new stuff all the time. I'm just like, well, I know I like this thing. So I'm going to listen to it. Um, and, and that was true. Like in my early days of trap rock too, like we would have the same four musicians come and play in, in Tucson. And so those were the trap rock musicians that I knew. And those were like the ones that I liked, you know, and, and, and like you said, it's sometimes hard to, to find the new music to, to hear new people. Um, and especially if you're like me and tend to just default to listening to stuff you already know. But I think that's why, like you mentioned, it's really good that we have all these different trap rock music, uh, radio stations now, because like I sometimes I sort of had to force myself to start listening to them. Cause I was like, well, I know that I like this thing, right? Like I know I like Jimmy Buffett, so I could just listen to Jimmy Buffett. But I was like, but no, like I want to listen to, I want to discover some new people. So like I started listening to the trap rock radio stations more. And like the more you listen, the more you then like start to know the songs that play regularly. Right. And, and mm -hmm. then discover new songs. So, um, I would highly recommend if there's anyone out there listening that's like me that just is like, well, these are the four bands I like. So I listen to those four bands, um, which I am totally guilty of that. Uh, like make an effort to listen to like go like Beachfront Radio, Radio Trap. There's like a bunch out there. They're all great. Um, just pick one or, you know, switch off. I sometimes switch off and just listen on different, you know, like 
because they it's also true that like different ones play different music right so um so you want to kind of like try a variety but like go out there and give it a shot because like this is how you're going to discover all and there's so many trap rock artists out there um and it's a great way to because you can be like oh i really like this song like i'm gonna go check look at my app or my computer or whatever and see who played that and then you can like go out and purposely listen to more of that person's music um which it's so it's a great way to discover new people well and and once this whole virus thing gets gets put to bed uh hopefully lord willing soon um and we can get back to gathering as you know as people um i would also encourage uh to go out and uh, you know as they have these festivals and trop rock um events uh that's a great place um, or if, if there's somebody in your neighborhood or in your region that has uh, backyards or they're having a backyard, uh, th- that's a great way to discover uh, trop rock music as well. Um, particularly with the festivals of the Parrot Heads, they're doing things all the time. Uh, every state has one at least, if not multiple, Parrot Head clubs that are inviting these trop rock artists in to play. Um, and it's, a lot of times it's, you know, they have three or four different artists coming in. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that once we get back to normal. And, um, that's a, that's a wonderful place to really get to, to hear, not only here, but to meet them because I've never been to any festival. I don't care how big a trop rock festival it is, um, where the artists, you know, before, after the performance is not willing to just kind of hang out and, um, and just talk. I mean, you might have to buy him or her a beer, but I mean, <laughs> you, you can sit down and talk with them. Trust me. They're, they're all willing to talk. They, they love to talk about their music and, and, uh, they appreciate people listening. Yeah. I think that's one of the other really great things about trap rock g- generally as a genre is that, um, like all the mus- musicians are super friendly, super approachable. Like you said, they will all just hang around after the show, um, even if it's at not like at your house, but at an event, um, they're willing to chat and, and it's, <clears throat> it's just, that's just something you don't really get in like any other, genre. like what other genre can you just like meet every musician and like hang out and like have a drink with them and talk with them. Um, it's, I think it's one of the things that makes Trap Rock really special. Yeah. And it does. And, and even the, you know, I mean, I, I remember, uh, my first gig that I, I did, um, I, I wasn't on stage with her, but she had her own band and all the different bands and musicians were backstage. At, um, and it, um, oh, Nadira Shakur, who is oh, the yeah. backup singer for Jimmy Buffett. She's such a sweetheart. Um, and, um, her, I mean, her and my wife became close friends for that, you know, an hour backstage, um, <laughs> And of course, you know, I mean, even at that level, um, they just, you know, they're real people and, um, and that just makes you feel good. And that goes for all of his musicians there. Um, and you know, certainly they're, they're pressed for their time. They understand that, um, uh, you know, in a normal situation, they're going to have thousands of people that want to talk to them. But if you can catch them in a trop rock event where it's smaller and a little bit more intimate, um, you know, they kind of loosen up and they're just, you know, they're just wonderful people. Yeah. Well, even the fact that they come and play at Meeting of the Minds every year, like as a full band, I mean, like I know Jimmy's not there, but like all the rest of them, like that's really that they don't have to do that. Like they, 
they do that because they know that like the people that are at Meeting of the Minds are like the people that are super excited to see even them, you know, without Jimmy. We're like, yes, like Coral Reefers, great. Like play us the music. Like we want to hear you. So, um, so that's, I think that's something like pretty special too, that they're, they're willing to do that every year. And, and Meeting of the Minds, like you said, a great way to learn about new, new musicians is like to go to Parrot Head events, go to Trap Rocket events. And Meeting of the Minds is like, there's more musicians than you could ever listen to in, in a week, you know? And so I think, I mean, all the events are great for that, but if you want to like get the most like volume of musicians in one place, and I know not everyone can go to Key West for that, but if you can, and you want to learn about, like, I've learned about so many new musicians just from going to meeting of the minds and just like going to like songwriter showcases or or things where like you know multiple musicians play and I might have gone to see someone specific but then there's three other people that I'm like whoa this I love this person like I didn't even know that they were you know right in this and, genre. and and of course this year's the the meeting of the minds has been canceled because of the the virus unfortunately right. however a lot of the trop rockers are trying to put things together um I'm tentatively scheduled to be down there um, oh, to do a bunch of things at, at um, um, uh, let's see, where am I? Well, there's a bunch of places I'm going to be, but um, so that's, and, and you're right. I mean, I love going down there because I get to see all my musician friends because uh, everybody who's anybody is, is there, uh, whether they're playing a lot or just a little, uh, you just walk down Duval Street and, uh, you know, you see somebody you know, or you'll, you'll hear some new music. And, um, yeah, so, so stay tuned. Hopefully, uh, when it gets closer, you can do a, a podcast about what's going on down there. Um, yeah, for sure. I, if, I, if they keep it open or they reopen it, I mean, with everything's so up in the air right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I was scheduled to go to Me the Minds this year. I'm unfortunately probably not going to go now because I have, like, re, like immunity issues. So, like, even more than a regular person, I, like, can't really be doing things. Mm. Um but but it is nice that like some of the musicians have banded together to like still make something happen there because I know there are still people that will want to go and and who knows what it'll be like at that point but um like the the fact that the musicians still want to make something happen you know for the fans and for people who are willing to go to that I feel like really says a lot about how trop rock the trap rock community is like a community, you know? Right. Right. For sure. And there, and uh, I mean, we, we haven't really even touched upon um, all the things that the, the parrot head clubs and the trop rockers do, uh, you know, for charity. It's um, you know, the heart here is uh, w- within these folks are, are truly, truly uh, pure and, and not to mention fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the great things about, the Parrothead Club, the Trock Rock community, like they're not just in it to party, they're in it to help other people. Party um, with a purpose. That's party true. with a purpose. <laughs> uh, and that's that's a part of what makes it special too. Um, I, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, because of COVID and everything, obviously a lot of shows have been canceled. You've mentioned that you've still been playing some shows in person, which is great. Um, but also I know a lot of musicians have been doing sort of like virtual, uh, Mm -hmm. shows. Have you done anything like that? Or are you interested? I have, I have actually, I, I, I did probably during the heart of this whole thing back in 
Well, I played down in Florida. I had some gigs down there in March. I think it was. I'm trying to think back. March or April, maybe mid-April. Um, and half of them got canceled, but the other half were good. So I, you know, still made the trip. Um, and then I came back here to New England for the summer because this is where the majority of my work is during the summer when all the beach bars open up and the et cetera, et cetera, along the coast. And, um, but as I was waiting for that whole transition, once I got back from Florida, I did do uh, some, uh, Tiki Tom Tuesdays, uh, live from the house. Um, I may do some more now. Um, if, if, if so, I had, um, I had fun doing them. Um, and then I just, you know, I started getting busy. I'm doing three to four gigs a week now. So, you know, setting things up, uh, and trying to do that is a little bit more challenging, especially if you're doing it live. But I, I think I might, um, now that it's warmed up, I may try to set up some stuff outside in the Tiki bar, uh, in my oh, tiki yeah. bar and do one, uh, from there. Um, but it has been a challenge. I've been very fortunate that, um, although a lot of the gigs, that I had um, have either been canceled or, you know, someplace I normally play five or six times during the summer. I'm only playing three now because they've certain days, they, they just don't have music like they used to. Um, but I've been able to pick up other things. People are now, particularly up here, it's not quite as bad as in other areas. So uh, people are starting to have gatherings of, you know, up to 50 people. So they're starting to do their backyards. There's, a, you know, a lot of events, people just getting outdoors and saying, please, you know, come play music. Right. So, um, so from there I, I'm doing okay. I mean, I had, I double gigged last yesterday. I had one in the afternoon and one in the evening. Um, I was supposed to have one today, but it got canceled because they're not doing music on Sundays anymore. And this is when we're recording this. So, um, but that worked out good. Cause I get to be on your podcast. Yeah. Lucky yeah. for us. Uh, <laughs> um, well, if you do end up doing any more virtual shows, definitely let me know because I would love to watch. And also um, I can, you know, share it on, on my Facebook pages and whatnot. Um, I, cause I feel like the thing, I know that when musicians actually can do like their full-time regular schedules, um, obviously not like it is right now, but like under normal circumstances, they might not really have time to do these kinds of virtual shows. But I hope that maybe that now this has become such a sort of normalized thing that a lot of musicians are doing that maybe they'll sometimes, even when things get back to normal, they might still do them sometimes. I think you're right. Yeah. I know that like, like I, there's tons of musicians that I only get to see maybe once a year at Media of the Minds or something, but I definitely, if they did a virtual show a couple of times a year or however often they have time, I guess, um, I would totally tune into that and like donate money, you know, to watch them play because that's the only chance that I get to watch them play most of the time um, because that you don't, you know, always get to see musicians live. Oh. And I know that's not in person, but like, it's still live in a way that like listening to somebody's album isn't, you know? So yeah. And, and, and they, you know, and they share and it, and it is, it's, it's very interactive. Most of them are, especially the live ones. And some of these guys have the technology down pat. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to up my game here because <laughs> I mean, some of them have got, you know, two cameras working and uh, their sound system or their sound coming through. Sounds like they're listening, you're listening to a CD. Um, and, and I, I, as a trap rock singer songwriter, I love doing that. I love watching those guys and girls. Um, 
because it is, it's kind of like you're getting their, your own show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I get guitar lessons too. That's what I told Sonny Jim the other day when I was listening to him, I, I, I said, I'm going to, I just, I just sent you a tip, not only for the amazing music, but also for the guitar lesson. Uh, because I always yeah. learn something watching him play. So like, okay, what did he do there? Let me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Sonny Jim is definitely one of the ones that like has really upped his production game over the course of like from when this started to now. I, I, I have even mentioned that on the podcast before, but I think even since I mentioned it the last time, like now he has a new there's they added like a new cam shot that's like the dog cam that's like low down by his feet and they'll like cut to it and you can see his like cute dog like hanging out at his feet i don't like it's just like that's like okay like great. oh like, great now i gotta go out and get a dog to keep up with sunny <laughs> oops sorry yeah i think a tiki bar is it like that ah, that's all i need is like if you're just doing it in a tiki bar then i'll work plenty, on that that's plenty of entertainment <laughs> um but yeah, definitely let us let me know uh, if you do that because I I would be for sure interested in in checking that out and I appreciate and it. it's a way to see you know musicians new musicians learn about them see them play when you know who knows when I might get to see you play in person down the line but um, whenever that may be hopefully I will definitely soon. Hopefully yeah hopefully soon. <laughs> um and uh. Do you, I just want to like ask you a little fun personal question, not like super personal, but before we go, do you have, it sounds like you've played in a lot of places, like you Mm -hmm. mentioned Waikiki and like Key West and like, do you have a favorite place to play or a favorite place to travel? Any place warm is good, (laughs) Uh, which is, which is really nice, uh, which is why a lot of people, you know, they've questioned, oh, you're in trap rock music and you're from Maine. How, how can you, how can that be? Um, and I, and I think it it really is a nondescript as far as location, uh, because every every part of trop rock music talks about something that we all enjoy doing, whether that's being on the beach, being on the water, whether that's a lake or a river or the ocean. Um, so it doesn't really matter where you're from. But for me, I'm very fortunate. I love Maine, and there's no better place in the summer to be. Um, like today, it's a little warm for us up here, not to, certainly compared to what you get there in Arizona, but I mean, it's in the, it's in the mid nineties today and a little bit humid cause I am close to the water, but it's still gorgeous to, you know, the next day it'll be 80 and a nice cool breeze from the ocean. There's no better place to be than here, but when it gets cold, um, to answer your question, yeah, Florida is my home away from home. Um, I used to actually have a, a, a condo down over by in Melbourne and uh, my son lives in Tampa. So, um, Either coast is is a favorite of mine, and uh, I have an RV, my Tiki Mobile, and so we travel with that. Um, and uh, we'll be doing more tra- traveling in the next couple of years. So, yeah, I guess that would be my favorite place. I think I saw a picture of your RV on the web on your website, and it's I'm, like I'm very I'm proud of my like, RV. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it seems like a lot of the traffic musicians are kind of um, doing that. Like I know like Donnie Brewer, you know, like does his RV and like, mm-hmm. I know um, they're not musicians, but like Eric and Gina from Radio Trap Rock, when right. I interviewed them, they were just in their RV, you know, they like just travel around and mm-hmm. um, it seems like a really great way to like kind of live that lifestyle while you're playing, writing about it is like, just like traveling 
on your own terms, kind of through all the different places that you play and, and getting to kind of have your, your home away from home in that sense, I guess. Yeah, it, it is. If you can do it and some, some can do it full time. And that's a, you know, uh, that's one thing I like my house. Um, I like to be able to come back, but I mean, some, you know, have say we're going to take two or three years and we're going to live in our, you know, we're going to live in our camper RV, um, which is kind of cool too. Um, but I, I find it, I find it a great way of, um, of traveling to gigs when we can, when we, when we schedule it that way, um, because you're, you're bringing your home with you and that's way better than, you know, trying to stay in a hotel somewhere for sure. I like that part. Is it, this is, I, I'm totally like such a wuss, but like, it seems super scary to drive something that large. Like, is it, is it hard to drive like a giant? No, I tell you, the, the, and, and some are bigger than others. I mean, my Winnebago is, is 30 foot. So, uh, you know, some of the guys like, like, uh, A1A guys and, and Donnie, they've got, they've got much bigger rigs. Um, and you know, they're, and they're pulling a car or a Jeep behind them. That to me would be scary. Um, yeah. but the challenge, but, but mine, I mean, it is, mine's a big class C for, for class C. Um, but it drives, it drives like just a regular car. Um, the challenge is just getting gas because you have to, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, just getting in and out of the gas station can be a challenge because you got to yeah. take wide turns and yeah. So that can be scary. And don't ask me to back the thing up. I got to back up. Somewhere. I hate backing up. <laughs> I like, don't like backing up in my car and it's just like a regular size car. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like I, like in my dreams, I'd be like, it'd be so cool, like have an RV and travel around. But also I'm like, but also I don't want to be the person that's to drive it. So like, can I just like hire someone <laughs> to drive me around? I cannot, I do not have the money to do that, but. Well, it's like anything, you get used to it. You, I mean, you get used to it. Yeah. I yeah. still don't even like, I don't like backing into my yard. Uh, even. Yeah. I took the mailbox out once, but I, I didn't say that out loud. I guess it's, I guess it's nice when you have someone with you that you can like make get out and like stand behind and be like, okay, a little more, a little yeah. more. They get out and go, you're going to hit the mailbox. <laughs> and then you do it anyway. And then I do it anyway. Yeah. 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 So very helpful. Yeah. To have that. <laughs> and then won't let you forget it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's important. So you don't do it again next time though, really. No, I know. missed it the next time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, before we go, do you want to talk about any upcoming gigs you have or where people can find you on social media? Sure. Well, if, if you want to find out where I'm going to be, uh, particularly if you're up in the New England area, come up for vacation or something, you can just go to tikitom.com and that's Tom with an H, T-I-K-I-T-H-O-M, Tiki Tom. And I keep everything, uh, try to update there. There's schedule. That's my website. Or you can just do a Tiki Tom, um, Starkey. S-T-A-R-K-E-Y uh, on Facebook. Love to have you as my friend. Uh, got plenty of room for more. Um, and if you want to look um, for any of my music, the uh, easiest thing to do is just do a search on Tiki Tom, Tom with an H, uh, or Tiki Tom Starkey, and it'll it'll pop up. Uh, on my website, I have all my CDs, and you click, and they'll take you to Amazon, I think, officially, but you can get it at iTunes or anywhere else that you download, you know, questionable music. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, I, it was a great 
time. And I do hope that I get to see you play live sometime, whether that's if you do a virtual show or maybe meeting the minds or something. Um, <clears throat> it was really lovely to learn about you and to chat with you. Well, Leah, I appreciate the opportunity to do that. And I do look forward to seeing you sometime soon. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to that. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, in what episode will I stop saying that I hope you enjoyed it after every interview? I don't know. Maybe never. Um, <clears throat> you'll just have to deal with it, I guess. Uh, but I do. Like, I really hope that you're enjoying the show. And all of the people that I interview, like, I find them very interesting. It's so fun to talk to them. It was great to talk to Tiki Tom about his music, about his inspirations, um, kind of his trajectory in the trap rock genre, because I know everybody comes to it in different ways. Uh, it's, it's really interesting to talk about <clears throat> or to talk to the musicians, excuse me, about like how they got into trap rock, because some were like, oh, trap rock is great. I'm going to be a trap rock musician. And some were like already kind of a trap rock musician, but they didn't even know trap rock was a thing. And some like aren't even really trap rock musicians, but they've been accepted into the trap rock genre by fans. So I always find that interesting uh, to find out how people sort of fell into this community because like we talked about in the episode, um, it is a really great community to be a part of. And that's part of why I enjoy doing this podcast so much is, is everybody has different things that they enjoy. Um, and there's, and there, there are like trap rock music podcasts out there. John Burns uh, is doing a really great podcast right now called trap rock 101. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. Um, that's going to be all trap rock guests all the time. And, uh, that really gets into this, people's stories, the history of trap rock and that kind of thing. So if you're, if you're interested, if you listen to my podcast, mostly for the trap rock interviews, um, and not so much for the other episodes, like you definitely are going to want to check that podcast out. Um, but the reason that I am doing what I'm doing, which is a variety of interviews and guests is that I would really like to make my podcast accessible for, um, a variety of people. So if you have interests, say you're interested in trap rock, great. You might listen to the musician interviews. Maybe you don't listen to all the other interviews and that's fine. But if you're not like super into trap rock, but you're into other things associated with the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle, um, then I want to do something for you too. And I have many, many interests. Like I have a very wide variety of interests. So um, I also find it hard to just limit myself to just interviewing certain people. I want to interview anyone that I find interesting or I like the thing that they do or the thing that they make um, or the, you know, nonprofit that they've started or really whatever. Um, so, and I think that that then offers episodes to other people who might want to listen to certain things. Like I know probably some people that listened to my last episode with Mark, like we talked a lot about marketing and podcasting and that was really interesting to me. And like, but like maybe a lot of the people that listen to like the trap rock musician episodes were like, okay, well, we don't really care about this, you know, cause we really are in it for the trap rock, which is totally fine. But also, like I said, you know, I have someone listen that like that part really meant a lot to them. Um, <clears throat> and so 
you never know like what's going to hit home with someone. So I, I want to make sure that we're really just following our hearts, covering all our bases in terms of what kind of content we put out there. And uh, like I always say, if you have an idea for, um, you know, a, a kind of thing that you'd like to hear about, a company or a um, nonprofit or, you know, a musician, obviously, um, I do get a decent amount of musician interviews, uh, suggestions, but but if you have something outside of that that you are like, oh, I really wish you would, you know, interview like somebody that sails and talk about sailing, or I really wish you would interview X person, kind of person or topic, please let me know that because, like I said, I really am open to a wide variety of things and I enjoy a wide variety of things. So um, I'd be happy to pursue as long as it falls generally under the Jimmy Buffett escapism lifestyle umbrella. Um, I'd be happy to look into it and possibly do it. So please let me know. Once again, you can email me at blameitonbuffettpodcast at gmail.com or blamebuffettpod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, or just blame it on Buffett Podcast on Facebook. If you just search for the name, <clears throat> you should be able to find it. And please go check out Tiki Tom's website. Um, you know, check out his music, listen to his radio show. Uh, he... I really think that his music has something for everyone. Like we talked about, there's a lot of different styles of songs. So I think that everyone could find something that they'll really enjoy there. So, so go check it out, listen to it. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Um, I will definitely try to share if he does any virtual shows or anything like that, that people can then watch. So make sure you're following my social media if you want to be able to learn about stuff like that. And let's see anything else. Um, People, a couple people, more people have left me reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. If you're listening on Apple or another platform that has a review system, like I love it so much. If you could give me a rating, if you want to write something, that's even more awesome. Um, <clears throat> it just helps visibility on Apple, like the more ratings and stuff you have. Um, and I just want to be able to get this podcast out there, share it. If you know someone that you think might be interested, um, like I said, I'm not in it to have a million followers, but I am in it to have anyone that like might really be interested listen. So if you think, you know, someone that would really enjoy it, then please share with them. And, um, yeah, I, until next time, I usually have been closing with fins up. Um, I feel like I want to establish a like real, like say it every time sign off. Um, and fins up is great because it, you know, most people listening to this know what that means, but maybe some don't. Um, and I, I feel like one time I did the Captain Ron quote, uh, if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen out there, which is one of my favorite quotes. And I might switch back to that. Um, we're going to give it a shot today and see how it feels. <laughs> If you have thoughts on what my sign-off should be, let me know. I'm open to suggestions. Um, but I think it really embodies what the – and it, people might not know that's from Captain Ron. It's fine. But I think it really embodies the point of this podcast, which is like I've started it to do something a little outside my comfort zone, to get out there, to experience things, to talk to people. Um, and – on the podcast, I want to, like you may have heard in the last episode, like really encourage other people to pursue things that they want to do. If you want to be a musician, give it a shot. If you want to start a podcast, you you know, like you just, there's a million reasons not to do things. Um, 
And you just need to start doing it if it's something that you're passionate about and something you want to do because it's never going to be perfect. Uh, and I, I'm definitely a victim to that. Like, well, I don't want to do it if, if it's not going to be like the best thing it could be right off the bat, but especially with podcasting and I'm sure with other things like music, like you just have to start doing it. Um, and then you can always change things, improve things from there. And I really feel like even though that's not how Captain Ron intends it, in the movie really he's mostly just trying to like get them to shove off from the dock but um i think for me that quote really can embody all of that and also it's from captain ron which is one of my favorite movies um and oh speaking of captain ron really quick plug hopefully uh it's likely that this wednesday evening um probably a little bit after 6 pst Pacific Standard Time, I think like 6.30ish, I'm going to be doing um, a in, an interview. No, sorry, not an interview. Well, she's going to be interviewing me, I guess, kind of. Um, my friend Sarah has a program called Sarah Homework where she uh, experiences new things that she's never done before and then talks about them, reviews them with a person who really likes that thing. Um, so she's never seen Captain Ron. So we're going to be doing a review of Captain Ron. So if you, and it's going to be on Instagram Live, I believe. So if you follow me on Instagram at Blame Buffett Pod, um, hopefully, if all goes to plan at 6 30 ish, of when's this coming Wednesday, uh, you can watch me and Sarah live talk about Captain Ron on Instagram. So, and I know I've said it before, if you don't have Instagram, like totally understand there's like a million social medias, but Instagram is really the one that I like the most and use the most. So if you want to see the most content from me in terms of like photos and stuff, um, definitely follow me on Instagram. Cause that's where I spend most of my time social media wise. So so check that out on Wednesday. I think she posts it, the video after the fact. So like, if you don't watch it live, like you can still watch it and I'll, I'm sure I'll probably post it on my social media so you can find that. But, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, uh, yeah. And until next time, if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen out there. So get out there, live your dreams, you guys. Can't see past the snow and cold, but hell, that won't get me down. Trying to raise up winter season, it's a waste of time at best. But in my mind, it's island time, I gotta leave this frozen mess. My house is full of palm trees, I got flip flops on my feet. The blender's serving boat drinks, all oh, that rum, it's tasty. So screw the cold, let Jack Frost blow I'm gonna change my frigid mood And I'll pass the day to Island Way With a Key West attitude A Key West attitude
just the locals and their guests. While down Route 1 in the land of the sun is rocking in Key West. Smiling faces, toast and sunset at a jam-packed Mallory Square. Hell, it's a treat crawling Duval Street as magic fills the air. Well, my house is full of palm trees, I got lip-locks on my face. The blender's serving folk drinks, oh, that rum is tasting sweet. So screw the cold, let Jack Frost blow, I'm gonna change my frigid mood. And I'll pass the day in a mile way with a Key West attitude. Margarita and beer Like surfers seek out a perfect wave In the shadow of a pier Teeny girls with sunbleached curls Swirl heads as they pass by But I'm knee deep in slush and snow Just asking myself why I got a house full of palm trees I got big loves on my feet Change my frigid mood And I'll pass the day The only way With a Key West attitude A Key West attitude Key West attitude Key West attitude Key West attitude